What's up, everybody? What's happening, family? And welcome back to another episode of Is, is This, this Going to Cause an argument? an argument? My name is Angel Akita Moore Tanksley, also known as That Chick Angel. And tell them who you are, baby. I'm the other host of Is This Going to Cause an Argument? Marcus Tanksley, also known as Marcus Ain't on the Gram, also known as Tank of Tanks Riders. Hey. This is a weekly podcast. If you are, you are just now joining this for the first time, as a few of you may be, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us. This is a weekly podcast about any and everything. We talk about um, everything and anything. <laughs> That's what you meant by any and everything. Yeah. Um, yes, we do cover a lot of topics, though things that are interesting to us, things that are happening out in the world, and things that we feel like are beneficial to everyone. So, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you rate and review us. It makes us more discoverable. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video, as well as subscribe to That Chick Angel TV. And you can follow us on all our various social media platforms. I'm That Chick Angel everywhere. Marcus is Marcus Ain't on the Gram on Instagram and Marcus Ain't on the Book on Facebook. But we want to give a huge shout out first and foremost to our Patreon members that are in the building right What's now. Up, Patreon? Finger, will, throughout finger. this podcast, you will hear us reacting to them. We may take some of their suggestions that can make this conversation go left right up down mm-hmm. you never know because they are watching this as we do it live so what's up family so if you would like to become a member of our patreon family and be able to watch these podcasts live and that's what i mean watch they are looking at us right now in my office join our patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash that chick angel we also want to give a huge shout out to our three sponsors this episode we have usual wines we -hmm. have magic spoon and we have story worth all sponsors that we've worked with before and we're excited to have them back and i will tell you more about them later in the podcast but before we go any further i think we should jump into our first segment thanksley pride what is it which one you want to do? You do it. Um, we did in our feelings last time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's do Tank Sleep Pride. Right. Let's do it. So my Tank Sleep Pride story wraps around our youngest. His name is Amar. We call him the landlord or the slumlord because we just don't ever know what he's thinking when he's walking around this house, kind of barking orders yet not talking English. Um, but him being the youngest, he's growing up faster than the other boys in ways. So, uh, here recently, so as most of the nation is, uh, my kids are virtual learning. So they are learning from home. They go to school at home and during their lunch break, the twins have something called lunch bunch where I allow Kai to bring his laptop, sit it at the table. And then um, I fix their lunch. They sit at the table with the laptop. It's on Zoom. And they're having lunch with some of the TAs and some of the other kindergartners. Mm -hmm. And they play games and music. Well, Amar, I think, thinks he is now in um, elementary school with them. So he gets up on the bench because there's a bench at our table. He gets up on the bench. Sits in between them. I have to hurry up and put food down because if if he doesn't have his own food, he will begin to eat their food. So I cut up little strawberries for him and I uh, gave him some Doritos. And he sat at that bench just eating, listening, (laughs) just (laughs) grooving along to the music like he was a real big boy as if he was supposed 
to be there. So um, it's crazy just watching him just grow up because he's he he's still the baby, but that's not a baby thing to do. No. That's like a big boy thing to do. He's seen his brothers and he's just like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and now he's doing all those things. Yeah. So whenever they're sitting at the table, he sits at the table. Yes. When they come, they want something. He, yes, that's the day he was putting his hands out, like, put some more in my hand, like I right. just did my older brother. Yes, knowing that he don't know how to do this after that happens. I was giving uh, side popcorn, and so I put some in his hand. And so Amara came to do this, not as if, and when I say to do this, because I forget sometimes this is a audio podcast. He had both of his little hands cupped together, waiting for me to put stuff in his hands. But he doesn't know how to move from having a cupped hand to picking pieces out of his hand but because he sees his brothers do it it's crazy so like the high chair while it's still going to be essential to be able to like lock him into something like i think he feels like he's done with that because even this morning i made all the boys scrambled eggs because that's something they get on the weekends I, I say i'm not cooking no breakfast during the week you only get on the weekends so i made scrambled eggs i said little marcus's kai and sides played out on the table Amar was like, okay, so one of these must be mine. He went to the drawer where the silverware is, which is taller than him. He reached in there, got out one of his spoons because his spoons are on the side. He got one out. (laughs) He went to the table and started trying to scoop up food from Kai's plate. I had to hurry up and put a plate down for him with eggs. And then he knew, oh, this is mine. And sometimes he'll, he'll hold the spoon, put the food on the spoon, and then put the spoon to his mouth. So I'm like, ah. Why is he growing up so fast, my little baby? But I think that's sometimes what uh, babies do. So it's yeah, the youngest uh, usually matures quicker than it's, the rest. It's crazy. I mean, is he trying to wean, though? Absolutely not. However, he is doing a lot of big boy things that's just making making my little heart melt. So that's my Tanksley Pride story. What about yourself, honey bun? My Tanksley Pride story is the, uh, the brown one of the twins, uh, Kai. Mm-hmm. That boy, is, he's got so much personality, and it, it's coming out more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, just the conversations that I hear him having, and even the conversations he, he has with me, he's very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. He will just be asking me some questions, and uh, well, uh, I can't remember what he was asking me about the other day, but I started telling him, and he was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. As I'm telling him, then he's like processing, but then he'll like counteract, like, but... And then it'll lead into another question. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, boy, you are really over here being analytical, thinking about this process that I'm telling you about. I can't remember what we were talking about. What was the thing that he said that shocked you? And you were like, now, wait a minute. Oh, he was, they were playing a game. And Marcus, being the typical jerk that he can be to Kai sometimes, he, they were, they, Marcus, Sai, and um, Amar, all the yellow ones, they was all <laughs> locked in the room together. And Marcus was like, uh, Kai, you got to give us a password. Or, he, no, he's like, you know, Kyle was over here trying to uh, do the password. He said, there is no password. And he was like, I'm telling Dad. And then Mark was like, okay, okay, because I'm listening to all this. He's like, uh, you have to answer this riddle. Why does he know what a riddle is? I don't know. And he one word riddle he asked him, he really wasn't getting. I think he came and asked you. And then mm-hmm. Angel gave him the answer. So he goes back. And then Marcus is like, okay, you got that one right. Then Marcus says, here's one more riddle. He said, what goes up and never comes down? So I'm sitting there listening. And before I even, like, get my mind set to start thinking through this riddle, Kai's like, your age. Marcus is like, all right, you got it. Come on in. And I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. 
Really? Even though it's Angel? a computer. I can't Still though, out. really? I don't know what's ringing is the problem. Y'all, if this was me, all hell would be done broke loose. Oh no, it's little Marcus's tablet. It's his, uh, see? Don't put oh. it on. Don't blame him. It is his tablet. I don't care whose tablet it is. Don't blame him. You see? Okay. So how is it, how's it my fault? Anyway, I'm like, hold on. We ain't gonna skip. They ain't gonna keep playing like this is just something average. And he just figured out this guy. Because this would have took me a couple of minutes to figure out. There's no telling how many answers I would have got wrong before answering that right. But, um. The fact that he thought, but then Angel said they got it from a, a show or something. No, Marcus told you that. I didn't know where he got it from. Oh, yeah, because I asked Angel. I said, Dude, has, have they heard this real? Marcus said they heard it on a show. I'm like, I don't know what show they would have been watching to get that. But it shocked me. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Kai figured something out like that. I know. Kai is just, he be on something else a lot of times. And I be so, me as well, like, what is he they were having a conversation about God yesterday in the truck on the way um, home from the Frederick's house. Um, Sai asked if God died. Kai was like, no, Sai. God didn't die. He didn't die. <laughs> Foolishness. <laughs> he was like, he made us. And then he did magic. <laughs> Sai was like, can God do magic? And little Marcus was like, no. He can't. Then he was like, well, technically, he can, but no. <laughs> God was like, so wait, God can or can't do magic? I didn't interject at all. I just no. allowed them to have this whole conversation about God on a higher level. I was like, y'all make more sense than most adults. Yeah. Now that they will, uh, <laughs> but Kai's the one, him and Marcus will go into the deepest arguments because Kai will challenge Marcus at anything. Mm-hmm. Like mental, it don't matter. He he would be the one to challenge Marcus on anything. It's, then Marcus would be like, "Cow was five times nine. Like he just throw something <laughs> at him, just like really, Marcus. He does. <laughs> and then he'll throw out an answer and then argue why is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, another quick Texas Pride story, which some of you all who follow us on social media and our friends saw that. Um, uh, Kevin Fredericks is trying to weasel his way into Amar's heart. No, oh, yeah. And he's, Amar he's is... trying to become Uncle Fred. Uh, oh, uh, shit, Fred. <laughs> Uncle uh, Kev instead of Mr. Kev. And Amar is very slow to melt. Yeah. He let him hold him, but he didn't smile about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're going to hold me. I'm going to watch this. This is an elevated view, so I'm going to watch this. <laughs> right. He's like, but you're not I, gonna know I'm, if I'm enjoying it or not. Right. That's Amar is still very like mm, when it comes to strangers, and I understand that. I don't. I'm not trying to force no strangers on him. I'm like, it's okay. And seeing Melissa, like every time Amar would go walking somewhere, she'd be like, "You looking for me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> me?" And Amar was like, "No." It was one time he was looking for Kev, and she was like, "Nope, he's looking for me." <laughs> she like blocked him from walking. <laughs> Amar was like, "Oh my God, this woman, this woman, I cannot." Um, but yeah, our kids are just—it's crazy. You know, this has been the longest year of my life. Twenty twenty has. Yeah, this has been. I don't know if I said it was this last week. Did I say it last week in the podcast? Where I was like, twenty twenty has been an event. Like you have most things that are events, like. All right, uh, Martin Luther King, JFK, you know, that whole thing. Rodney King, mm-hmm. you had 
things that happen. You know, the earthquake, you know, the Northridge quake in California, that was big. You have 2020. The whole year is an just event. Ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. It is completely. Um, but it's been long, and watching my kids change during this year has been odd because, um, you know, obviously. The world today affects them regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't had much fun. <laughs> like I tried to create moments for them inside of this craziness, but it's just not the life that they're used to. No. Just like anybody else. So I know it's not like my kids are special in the fact of what they're experiencing. All kids are experiencing yeah. this. And adults. And adults, yes. I think a lot of times we focus way more on the adults than the kids, to be honest. Um, it's, but, cra- it's crazy, like how slow how your mind thinks about how the year is going because before it was just like this is the longest most ridiculous awful year ever mm-hmm. but then it's like like for instance at work i got these deadlines and it's just like this is going way too fast uh, depending <laughs> like, on what it is yeah depending on what it, i'm like oh my god thanksgiving's already here and oh this is not good yeah because this week oh my god people ain't work then we got three days oh this is stupid Mm-hmm. um yeah but then on the other hand it's like it's been a lot of growth also it's been a whole lot of growth a lot of growth like it's the it is you're right it's the it's been a long year because of what we're experiencing and the mm-hmm. fact that we're not out of it but it's also been a short year in a in the fact that how could so much stuff be crammed yeah. in this one year like how do you get a whole race movement uh yeah. uh not riots but protests a whole pandemic a whole election how do you get all of that to happen in, like key, in less than nine months? And then key people like passing away. Yes. On top of all of that. All of that within the it just it seems like a um casserole that nobody asked for. Like it's just jammed, packed. Nobody asked for this. This is the casserole at Thanksgiving that nobody wants to eat. Yeah, from. that's that casserole that uh, somebody's great aunt brought over that everybody don't trust her cooking because she got nineteen cats. <laughs> right. And it's like ain't nobody trying it. It got stuff in it. Look like it's breathing. Yes, it, it nasty is. Nasty ass casserole. It is so many. Ah, Jordan, you take this crap back <laughs> take home. Take it back and lock it in the trunk. Don't ever open that trunk again. We're gonna burn your house. <laughs> With the car in it. With the car in it. That is 2020. But uh, I would say in some ways 2020 has not been bad. And one of the things that has made my 2020 great is Usual Wines, mm, our first sponsor. I saw it coming. I ain't care. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> listen. No, this is one thing I give myself on this podcast. I don't have to have smooth transitions. That is stressful. Okay? What I have to do on Here's the Thing is way too stressful so i'm glad that on on is this going to cause an argument i can just talk about usual wines and have a good time talking mm-hmm. about it usual I wines here, i almost said it was your usual wine uh, you should have <laughs> that would have been the magic right there y'all know we love usual wines and usual yes. wines loves us we got a bottle sitting right here in front right of here. us that's about to get popped open that's crick, crick, crack, crack. country Whew. The pin- is this a Pinot Noir? It is a Pinot Noir. It's a red. It's no, a red. It's a red. Oh, they don't label it as Pinot Noir. Yep. This is a red, y'all. Excuse me. You know those are names of grapes, so that's yeah, the reason why. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Usual Wines is wines for the modern drinker. 
what's so great is that if you are able to see us, um, you can definitely see the uh, shape of this bottle. But they, uh, if you're listening, these are beaker-shaped bottles that allow them to get a little more wine in there. So you're getting a glass and a half. It's about 6.3 ounces. So what's so great about that is that you no longer have to worry about drinking stale wine. What do I mean by that? When you open up one of these big bottles of wine and you're not trying to be out here drinking irresponsibly, you just want to like a little glass just to unwind. You have to quickly drink the rest of that bottle mm-hmm. of wine in that week so it doesn't go stale, so it doesn't go bad. Right. Well, now you don't have to worry about that anymore because these are single serving. So this is enough wine for the night to just get you in a nice spot. And then you could just recycle the bottle if you want to. So, usual wines are made from world-class American viticultural area in California. So, that's Napa, where we just came back from, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara. They're made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. Hold on, you ain't gonna skip over that like you didn't just say it. I did. I said zero sugar, okay, and zero additives, and minimal intervention, all right? So, what does that mean to be zero sugar? Or also, as some people like to say, low-carb. What that means is that the way usual wines is made is that during the fermentation process, okay, they're using sustainable grapes that they harvest every fall, and then they pick the grape at its ultimate ripeness, then they begin the fermentation process, and with fermentation, you are getting the sugar out of the grapes, which is then allowing alcohol to come in. So a lot of other um, wine brands, they purposefully stop the fermentation process to keep some sugar in their wines, right? So then you end up drinking all of your calories for the day. Well, what usual wine does is that it ferments out all of that sugar, okay? So that you have a nice, dry, just crisp wine. And some of the wines they have are their um, red blend, which we have here. Uh, They have a rosé, which is probably one of my favorite rosés ever. And they also have a sparkling white wine called Brut. So at the end of the day, you are able to drink a wine that doesn't have all the additives that America allows for wine companies to put in. They, They allow for over 60 additives. And usual wines don't be using them. Okay? They like, we don't need them. Our wine is good without it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay? So if you're drinking for the holidays, you need to be drinking usual wine so you're not drinking your calories. You can eat your calories and enjoy a nice, dry, fantastic glass of wine. Now, we want you to enjoy your first glass of usual wines on us by going to their website, www.usualwines.com, and use our discount code, Argue for $8 off your first order. Again, go to the website, www.usualwines.com, and use our discount code, Argue, Argue. of $8 off your first order, and try your first glass on us. Thank you, Usual Wines. Appreciate it, Usual Wines. Nikki says she's responsible, so she just drinks the bottle. Uh, She's like, I'm drinking that whole (laughs) thing, that whole thing, thing, thing. Um. Obviously, there's been some great things to happen in 2020, and I know we'll do a podcast about that. Um, and, and if this is your first time listening, definitely go back to, you need to listen to two podcasts. One podcast you need to go back to is our first part one of our personality test, because we're going to do part two today. But the other one is the one that we did right before this one um, last week, which was lessons we've learned in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um 
I thought it was a great podcast, so I think you should check it out. But I think later on in the year, we'll talk about the blessings of 2020 because I do feel like because of all the horrible things that have happened in 2020, it is sometimes hard to just sit in the parts where you're blessed at because you're just like, there's so many things going wrong. They kind of overshadow that there are some things going right. Absolutely. So a lot of things going and go ahead. while talking to people, you realize how many things have, it's like, uh, you know, every, what is it? Every failure is a lesson uh-huh. type thing or every, you know, there's always a counter reaction to whatever happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, as bad as this year has been, it's brought a lot of good also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it really has. I would I would completely agree and concur on that. But that is not what we're going to talk about this podcast. This podcast, we're going to do part two of our personality test. Yeah. So two weeks ago, we did the Enneagram test. Me and Marcus did. Um, and then to prepare for this podcast, this episode, we did the Briggs-Meyer. And I have to say, just based off of what I have, the little bit of research I did prior to just the help with this whole episode... The Enneagram test is is the truth. Specifically, I would say, and we'll see because Marcus didn't have a chance to be able to look over the research. I just went ahead and kept up the um, the links and uh, we're going to go over them with you all. And I hope you all did yours as well. And I'll try to share you some of the links that are giving me more insight on the results that we got. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to do this. Me and Marcus... Um, <laughs> Marcus is not the most introspective person in the fact of wanting to talk about it. That doesn't mean he doesn't be having thoughts. Where I'm like, let's talk let's about it. Let's talk about it right let's now. Let's talk about it. Now that we've talked about it and I drug that out of you, let's talk about what we talked about. <laughs> so I thought this would be great, a great way for us to be able to talk about it talk about it but in a very formatted place so that mm-hmm. you don't have to feel like I'm having to dig so deep into you cuz there'll be legitimate stuff that we're reading and I can just get your reaction on it. Mm-hmm. Do y'all I wish y'all could see him. <laughs> He's a, rolling his eyes no, at me. No, I'm not. I'm just giving her the slow blink. <laughs> You're rolling his eyes. <laughs> okay. So, just as an update for you guys who were not here with us last week, Marcus, on his Enneagram test, his uh, results were he was a five, which is the investigator, a little bit of the number one, the perfectionist, and a little bit of the the number challenger. eight, the challenger. Yeah. And I say a little bit, and that's not that's actually not accurate. Those mean this means that he was probably at like a ninety five percent for the other two, where the first one was probably more of a ninety eight. Um, so. I typed in, this is literally all I typed in. I typed in, what does it mean to be a five on the Enneagram? That is the investigator. And I didn't even click on any of the links because just the Google results alone. (laughs) The title of the results. (laughs) Like was so good that I just was like, let me leave it all up and we'll we'll delve in. Okay. And we'll jump, uh, we'll jump into mine as well. So, this is how uh, EnneagramInstitute.com describes uh, type five. It says fives are alert, insightful, and curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Independent, 
innovative, and initiative. They become, they can also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. They become detached, yet high-strung and intense. Now, knowing yourself, how accurate do you feel like? Not accurate at all. <laughs> now, without being it. sarcastic, <laughs> <laughs> truly, like... Independent, innovative, and inventive? Inventive. Is is that the isn't inventive the wrong word for innovative? What is inventive? Um, it's somebody let us know. I know somebody it could be a, it could be a synonym, definitely. Okay, because I was like, it sounds like if somebody were to say he's very inventive, I'm like, you mean innovative? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I wouldn't. Here's things that makes me think that these two are di- different. The aqueducts. That you made at our old house? Aqueducts. Aqueducts. Those were inventive, not innovative. I know you thought they were going to be innovative. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let y'all in on this little story. Just a snippet so y'all understand what I mean. We had this horrible room at our old house. We had a sunroom that was poorly built by somebody's cousin before... (laughs) We moved into the house. I called it the all-weather room because it wasn't just yeah. letting in sun. It was letting in rain and anything yeah. else that Whatever might decide. Whatever was doing outside was coming in that room viciously. Right. And on occasion, we have rainy periods in uh, Los Angeles. And this was a rainy period. So literal water was just coming in yeah. to that room. And we got to the point like, all right, whatever. We're not going to do any more repairs on this. we just going to make it livable until we can rip this room down and rebuild it right. So I had one system that was working actually okay. I literally covered the entire ceiling with plastic and I poked holes at certain spots and just left a bucket under there so all the water would just drain to specific spots. Then I was like, all right, these buckets laying in the floor is a little much because they're in the middle of the room. And then there's plastic and on there's the plastic ceiling. On the it ceiling. looks so ghetto. So I was like, you know what? I'll go get some tubing. Some uh, basically like... Uh, CV pipe? Is it called CV? It, was, it, was, it wasn't CV... Uh, yeah, I'm just saying the PVC pipe. PVC. It was um, like drain. It was kind of a little bit of flex to it. And I said, I will cut those in half, like butterfly cut, cut them in half, like a half moon shape, and put them on the seams because that's where the water would leak through, and just let that drain out into the very back of the sunroom. And did you also? I want to make sure they know. Did you take flame? So you, when you tape them up with the duct tape? Yes. Did you put heat to make it adhere to the duct tape? That was something different, no. Oh, that was, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this was like downpour rain late one night. This is like, I was like finishing up this project at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Somebody was already laying in the bed not caring what was going on that we had water coming into our house. I, on the other hand... Said, let me try to fix this problem. So anyway, I get these things. I was awake when you got those things and cut them. I'm talking. <laughs> Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> so anyway, I get these things up, and it seems to be working perfectly fine. So by the time we finally get in the bed, it sounded like somebody parked their truck in our sunroom. Wait a minute. Rapidly. The fact that you felt like they were working perfectly fine. <laughs> they, no, no, that no, was no, up. no. That was working fine. This was the thing that I think you missed. This makes this inventive instead of innovative. Your butterfly cuts were not 
straight line. I wasn't trying to make them straight lines. So, it was late. So, <laughs> Somebody look up what inventive means because I think Angel got listen, this completely wrong. Uh, why, why, why she's telling the wrong side of this story. Listen, so I already thought something was going to go awry when I knew it couldn't be flushed to the ceiling. Yeah. Because... It not holding up had nothing to do with it being. I'm flushed. just saying what my thoughts were. Okay, okay. Just let me care say. about what your non-constructive <laughs> ass thoughts were. <laughs> what you thought? You don't know what you're talking about. So yes, in the middle of the night, <laughs> all of these aqueducts come. All of them. Not a single one stayed up. <laughs> they all came at once. It sound like somebody just not just hit a button and just release ducks, and they all just came falling down. I didn't even get up. I was like, hell with it. Having the, the ability to create. That is inventive. I was right. Thank you. Thank you. You making it sound like inventive was like something that would not work. No. So what's the difference between inventive and innovative? Innovative is when you are thinking of something that has never existed. You are like pushing. That's the definition of in- in- inventing no, 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 something. No, 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 no. Because you invent aqueducts have invent have been invented have happened before but you your ability to create that system in our house makes you inventive all right whatever you just don't uh, want me to be right that's all that is you can be right you're still wrong <laughs> yeah so anyways um something that this next one in the griffithcounseling.com I saw, I thought was really spot on for you. And I really do, in a non-sarcastic way, want to know your thoughts on this. Um, It says, what does a five go to in stress? Stress point. Type five moves in the direction of type seven when under pressure or feeling stress. The characteristics at this point, uh, at this point could appear to be abundant thoughts and ideas that may not be followed through. Hum- humor used as a protective device. What you want my thoughts on? Do you, do you feel that has any accuracy? Maybe the first point. Humor uh, used as a protective device. Nah, that ain't me. You don't think you uh, ever use humor? Not in a stressful situation? Nah. No? Mm-mm. Do you think I do? Um, yes. And, and, I, and I, I'm not just talking about stress in just the, the um, traditional sense of, oh, God, like, no, I don't think you use it in high stress, like at your job. I feel like you are completely like, this has got to get done. But if it's like a situation where you're just like, OK, I'm not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a lot. The stakes might not be that the stakes might not be losing your job, but it's still like not the easiest situation to be in. All right, but still, like humor used as a protective. I just don't feel like I do. That. Okay, I mean that, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm not saying fine. that you you have to uh, agree, but I. But more importantly, I do think the first part, the abundant, abundant thoughts, thoughts and ideas that may, uh, may not, not follow through. Uh huh. Hell, I don't know. Probably that may not be followed through. I feel like that is you spot on. I feel, um, I it. I think it goes to you've mentioned it before. Your procrastination. I think that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. That you do be having ideas and you do have good intentions of doing stuff, but it might, and I'm not sure if it's like maybe you not knowing that you are under stress in an area and that's the reason why you're not following through with the the things. Mm-hmm. And that might just be 
the way your personality type deals with it is that I have these ideas. I want to do them, but I, it just doesn't always follow through. Okay. I, I'm trying to think of a way to hold this conversation with you and I can't. No, I'm, the, the way, the way <laughs> yeah, I'm you hold be straight up on it, like, eh, okay. The way you hold the conversation that is, the, is that is the things that you say, and I wait, agree, or I may not. <laughs> no, I'm the fine with that. you, the way you continue this conversation is mm-hmm. either thinking of a moment where this could have been the case in talking about that moment. I'm trying or, to think of like the abundant thoughts and ideas that may not be followed through in a stressful situation. I don't know where that. For instance, here's, a, here's, yeah, give, here's give, an example. Give, give one. We're finally at the point where queen shit is about to be launched. Mm-hmm. But queen shit has been an idea that you have been saying you've been working on for months now. But literal work did not go into actually making it happen mm-hmm. until about a week ago. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This is that You've had abundant thoughts on it. You didn't came up with the the whole logo. You knew that you wanted to be sent to yes, and stuff. Yes, and the, the fragrance and scent, I ain't going to go into detail, but the fragrance and scents is what was, to you may have seemed like I wasn't doing anything with. But I wasn't willing to just dive in and just try something and say, here it is. No, I wasn't either. But like I had to find, I, I had to find, I found a website because I wanted us to start. I, I still did re- research on the website. I'm not going to use a website just because that's what they say. I'm not saying, but it, it wasn't like you had found uh, a way. I was like, okay, can we start getting the ball moving? Because we were talking about the logo. We mm-hmm. were talking about what it wanted to be, but there hadn't been any. Let's just try these couple of things. See, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's all. And I think a lot of it had to do with whatever outside stress you were dealing with that was not allowing you to be able to be like, okay, let's try this. Let's test this out. If that doesn't work, scratch that. That's all. Mm -hmm. You don't, do you not see how that correlates? A little bit, but... Yeah, what would you? How am I? I, I how am I, I missing I the mark? No idea. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I said that at the top of this discussion. It's like, <sighs> real quick. The this last two things. This is what women love to do. It's like let's break it down and break it down even further. I don't do fractions. I do whole numbers. Well, you got to be able to do fractions. I am a computer. I'm set. My software cannot be updated to do fractions. That's a lie. That's a lie. All Who right. told you that? I'm telling me that. Why? Cause ain't nobody great. Thank this hard on stuff. Come on, go to the next one. Using some more sketchy statistics. This is about the rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, the nearest rarest. So the rarest type is four and eight, which me and Marcus both placed on eight, which is the challenger. But the rarest after that is type five. There's only 7.1% of the people who take these tests. And granted, they say it's sketchy statistics. So it's not as if they're like, they can honestly say, we took a pool of people and we administered the test. And we know that this was accurate, that most people are not a five. And I can agree that you seem like a very rare, rare type. Um, And this is the last thing. We'll move to mine. Healthy fives are extraordinarily observant. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me tell y'all where I found that out. That is on uh, Quora. I can't even say it right. Q-U-O-R-A dot com. Okay. Now, 
on the site, Russell Rowe, R-U-S-S-E-L-L-R-O-W-E.com. Healthy Fives are extraordinarily observant, perspective, and insightful. They're also open-minded. They are the most mentally curious, analytical, and logical of all the Enneagram types. Healthy Fives are able Logical, to- huh? I believe this. I believe that you're analytical and logical. And curious when it comes to very specific things. I think you are. Um, healthy Fives are able to focus and concentrate when they are working on a project or figuring something out. Yes, no, maybe so. Moving on. Enneagram type number three, the performer. That is myself. This one, there was parts that I was just like, I don't know. So I got this stuff from the Enneagram at work.com. Uh, Enneagram type three. On some websites, it's called the achiever. On this website, it's called the performer. Either way, that describes me just by the name. Melissa, my sister, was like, when we were taking the test, she watched it. She mm-hmm. was like, I wish I watched it live so I could have just typed in, girl, stop taking the test, you're a three. <laughs> so, this is what it says my strengths are. Successful, energetic, high achiever. Problems, overworked, impatient, competitive. The Accurate. I think they hit the nail on the head with all of it. I do feel like I'm overworked. I do feel like I'm competitive sometimes for no reason. And I'm not, I'm actually not as impatient as I could be, but I I do find myself impatient with incompetence. Competitive how? How do you think that relates to you? I'm competing against myself all the time. Okay, because I feel the competitiveness that I see come out of you is never... To your benefit. It's to what? It's to... It's this one of your... Um, it seems to be one of your ways of procrastination. Of you... Competitive as in you uh, compare yourself to... Other people that have made things... That have done things that are similar to what you're trying to do. But you compare yourself to where they are. And you're like, I can't do that. Yeah. That's the competitive spirit in me. Yeah. It's one of those things of... I want... To either be the best <laughs> or at least better than what most would have thought if I'm going to do it. Yeah, But the the down part of that is yeah. if you don't think you can achieve the best, then you are like, that's when you're like, I won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I completely I agree. Um, I don't know where you get that from. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, but that's the reason why they consider it a problem. <laughs> Not yeah. They didn't put it as a strength. They put it as a problem. Speaking style, enthusiastic, motivating themselves and others for success. If that ain't me, I don't know what else is. That is me. Uh, lower emotional habit, vanity, based on keeping up a good image and always being successful. I agree 100%. Even though... I don't think I'm as vain in the sense of, oh, I always have to look put together. Y'all know, if y'all look at my Instagram feed. Yeah, this is not like a vanity is in 
Like I always gotta actual, be yeah, makeup be- and actual everything. Actual beauty and pretty, because y'all know Angel don't give two shits about how she looks sometimes. <laughs> I do care if I'm cute. I do, but not like. But that's just like structural face cute. Not like oh she got on lashes and all that stuff. However, I do think that I am aware of my brand more than most. Maybe I don't know, and that I try to stay on brand, and I feel like in that way I'm vain. And that way, like, my brand is important to me. Yeah. And how that comes off is important. Um, And keeping up a good image and always being successful. I'm going to go ahead and agree with it, even though I don't fully. Um, But do I want to be thought of as the bad girl? No. I can tell you that right now. That ain't never been me. I've been a goody two-shoes all my life. I don't think that's ever going to change. Higher emotion. Truthful. Truthfulness. Which is a willingness to go beyond appearances and develop personal authenticity. That is me. (laughs) I definitely... Y'all see, my husband is very blunt. And he is not someone who minces words. And y'all also know that a lot of his words can sometimes be directed at me and things that he's like, why do you do this? Yet and still, I still do the things that I do. (laughs) Even when he is like, why? Because I am determined to try to be, not try to be, I am determined to be the authentic version of myself at most in all times. Um, Even to your detriment. (laughs) Listen, and they they say that. Uh, So that sometimes does go beyond appearances. Is that like, I feel like most people, especially like Patreon, most of Patreon has never met me before in person. But if they were to meet me here, meet me in person, I don't think they would be like, if they were She's to catch me off guard, yeah. yeah, they would be like, Angel, the same goddamn person that she was when I was watching her on Instagram on doing lives. Archetypal challenge to let go of image and social persona and find one's inner essence. I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe when I get older, I'll find out I don't know my essence, but I feel like I do. Mm. I feel like I do. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, I agree. Uh, Psychological defenses. Threes use the defense mechanism of identification to avoid failure and maintain a self-image of being successful. Mm -hmm. Identification is the kind of pervasive role-playing and losing oneself in image. That's the truth. That's the truth. Because I have this image on Instagram of being just 100% comfortable being in my own skin, comfortable of being wherever I'm at in life, Mm -hmm. I've given myself uh, a safety net to not do well. Because it's just like, it's okay, you tried. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's all right, you tried. So that allows me to always be successful. If that's the baseline. Yeah, you are successful to your safe place. Yes. Instead of taking that leap. Right. Into something more successful. Because then it'll be visual. Like if you all, if you know what my true barometer is and I don't hit it, you can see that I failed. Mm-hmm. Where if my if I pretend that my barometer is lower and it's just a thing of at least I tried then I always appear to be successful. Um, uh, somatic patterns. 
As feeling types who put everything into productivity and results, threes can accrue a lot of tension around their chest, um, heart. They are the original A-types. And we'll go more into that, but I want to jump to our next um, sponsor. Our next sponsor is StoryWorth, okay? And we are talking about Thanksgiving 2020. Gathering friends and families for Thanksgiving might be challenging this year, but that does, doesn't mean you can't feel close. Now, it is really hard to be away from family, especially if you're used to spending the holidays with them. Mm -hmm. um, but we all know that in order to be safe, that's just what we're doing right now in life. But I do feel like there are ways to still remain close. And one of the things that I have done this year to give my mom a gift that I think will always keep us close uh, from here on out, even uh, even if we don't live in the same state. And um, that is a very meaningful gift. And I gave her StoryWorth. StoryWorth is this really great inventive way or innovative Whichever one you'd like me to use. What did they say? Did <laughs> they a say real, it? It, no, I'm using it. Yes. It's a way that they um, allow you to encapsulate wonderful memories. Um, what they do is they send questions to the family member that you're gifting this to. The family member answers the questions. And at the end of the year, it all comes together in a really lovely book. So StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those who can't you can't see in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family members different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like how would how would mm, excuse me, how has your life turned out differently than you imagined it would? And have you pulled any great pranks <laughs> my mother had the question of when was her first sleepover and literally she hadn't had one yet so that ended up prompting her to have a sleepover for her 70th birthday mm -hmm. um so reading the weekly stories is fun it makes you family feel close even if they're not together um after one year story worth will compile all the stories including pictures into a beautiful keepsake book that is shipped for free so you guys let me just tell you this is something that I tried to do with my mother a while ago, not through story work, like do a, a way that I was doing it on my own and it just wasn't easy. And uh, what makes this great is that story worth makes it so that they get the email every week. They can just sit and answer it on their computer or mm -hmm. on their cell phone. And there's no work, no more work for you to have to do. You can just enjoy the stories as they come through. And then when the beautiful book comes, you can just have that as a family heirloom. So what we would like for you to do is for you to give your loved ones a gift of spending time together, whether you live or wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to StoryWorth.com slash argue. Argue. And you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash argue. Argue. For $10 off. So you all make sure you give StoryWorth a try. Our book will actually be done, I think, at the end of this year. Or no, it might be done by the spring of next year. So um, I'm excited to see what it's like because my mother's the matriarch currently of our family. So, oh, yeah. how strong Angel said argue. Made sure I was catching the cue. <laughs> Slash argue. Yeah, I had to help you out. Okay, so uh, as I was saying, somatic patterns. Uh, patterns as feelings, 
feeling types who put everything into productivity and results. Threes can accue a lot of attention around their chest and heart. They are the original type A's and need to watch out for early heart attacks or weaken immune system. Underneath a strong layer of test- chest tension, there's, there is usually deep sadness from loss of contact with inner self. And maybe because I haven't been to therapy, this doesn't resonate so true as far as in like loss with inner self. Because mm-hmm. right now I feel like I'm in tune with my inner self, but I could be wrong. I feel like because I'm a, I am a um, thoughtful person, I'm all I'm like I do be thinking about my actions, my words, and stuff like that. I feel like I'm in tune with myself, but I could be wrong because I am not an expert on human behavior. So you're not. I've never said I was. Strange. I guess so. Strange. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, all right. So that, uh, there was another thing that I wanted to bring up. Let me see if it's still up here. Oh, yes. What I thought was really uh, dope that I wanted to share before we moved off of the Enneagrams was Enneagrams and relationships. Which types go well together? Well, um... A type... Oh, so without it has them. Okay. Yeah, it has them up here. Yeah. So, with me being a type three, a woman that's an achiever, it says my... The most common match as far as in compatibility is a man who is a type one, a perfectionist. Uh, Marcus, is, that woman? is... You, if I'm a type three, oh, you my there. match... No, no, no. I, I went to me. Oh. I, um, I'm a type three of achiever. My match would be a type one, a perfectionist. Marcus's second Enneagram is a perfectionist. I wish... Okay, let me tell y'all. This is on lynnrowlow.com. L-Y-N-N-R-O-U-L-O.com. I wish they would say why, but I'm not sure if they really know. They just based this on a study they did with 457 couples. Um, in, or they just rolled the dice. Literally. <laughs> I mean, this might out. mean... Which two you get? This potentially doesn't mean anything because Marcus's it says as a if he's a man that is either a thinker or t- uh which is type five or oh. type one the perfectionist that oh they they named type five a thinker yours is it's also known as the investigator they said his female type or woman type would be the enthusiast the enthusiastic how you say it enthusiast enthusiast thank you which I that ain't nowhere on my thing. Yeah, it's not, is it? <laughs> is that what you missing? <laughs> is that what you missing, babe? You need the number seven. Well, yeah, she ain't here. Bless it. Bless your heart. We can work on it. Um, what I would have loved for them to uh do. Okay, they they switched it around. Oh no, they have mm-hmm. it right here. Man is a but type. It's the same as the the ones above. I'm having trouble see, looking at this little graph because it looks like it's just the same thing. I know, but Lord. it's not. Because they're saying now <clears throat> that if the man is a number five, the thinker, that he, the most common match for him... Would be the perfectionist. It would be the perfectionist. Woman, number one. Which is on my list. Oh, oh, the, what they're saying the is... No, no, which you would typically choose. Oh, okay. Okay, so sorry. So the way uh, we did it, what you ended up with, it's what you. So what I would typically choose is someone that was a perfectionist, and what he would typically choose is someone who is the perfectionist. We both, I guess, crave that perfectionist uh, type. 
Um, what I would have loved to have found, but uh, I didn't, is the type of jobs that these type of Enneagram people end up with. Who are you laughing about, Marcus? No comments. Okay, so moving on to the Meyer Briggs. This is one that I feel like is more commonly known. Um, and that is the one that bases you off of whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, a thinker, or a sensor, mm-hmm. or a feeler, or whatever, a judger. All these things. Yeah, a thugger. <laughs> so, thugging? The Marcus's top three were ESTJ. What is the what are those? Huh? The ESTJ so the INTJ. E yeah. Is extrovert. Okay. S is sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn straight. T is Tank. Talking All like right. I walk it. And J is junk. Throwing it in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they all stand for something. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up mine on my laptop. Um, Marcus's first one was ESTJ, which is supervisor. His second one was INTJ. Was actually no, oh. I wrote him in order. ISTJ, which is inspector, and then his last one was IN. So ISTJ, then it was INTJ, which is mastermind. These things that have you feeling like you're talking in a circle. Um, so the E stands for uh, int- extrovert and introvert, which I out of off top, I thought it was crazy that you ended up with the E. Yeah, that's, that that makes me think this is extremely inaccurate. But if you look at, I looked at Marcus's. Um, we took this on Truity, on Marcus's results. He was almost dead in the middle. You weren't like 70% extrovert. You were like 51% extrovert, 49% introvert, which I do think is accurate. I feel like you teetered. But on the other two, oh, yeah, I'm still close. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, on the other two, same thing. That's the reason why it goes back and forth. So, introvert, introverted or extroverted. I'm, uh, I'm extrovert. Um, The S or the I, depending on what you got, or S or the N, excuse me, depending on what you got, is versus sensing or intuitive. So I'm not surprised that most that on two of yours you got the S instead of the N, because sensing is you're using your senses. You're hearing, you're smelling. Marcus be hearing stuff that don't nobody else hear. He be over here like the dogs, hearing the earth move. And I'll be like, what? Hearing and smelling bullshit when somebody's throwing it out. Is that right? Yeah. Um, where I got the uh, N for most of mine. I'm more intuitive than I than in. Yeah, she don't be catching that bullshit. I do actually. I catch it with just from their their the uh, energy that they give off. No, you don't. Yes, I do. The S and the I stand for sensing and uh, intuition. So actually, that is the. I don't know how that one lays out. Is it S? How do they lay that out? I guess. Don't listen. Don't have me lying, lying to you. Um. Hold on, guys. We had another little technical glitch. Give us one yeah, quick up everywhere, y'all. moment. Okay, we don't know which is which, but it's sensing and intuition. Um, as far as in letters, and then there's thinking and feeling, and then there is. Perceiving and judging. Those are the uh, 
the way they break down. Yeah. Oh man, I was judging. <laughs> Every single one I got was judging. <laughs> so was mine. So was mine. Mine were all judging. I was an ENFJ, an ENTJ, and an ESTJ. Yeah. So E and J a, were all the same. Yeah. Leave Cheap liquor. I was a ESTJ, ISTJ, and INTJ. Um, so you got T's throughout, yeah. all the way throughout yours, which means I think thinker that you are a yeah thinking instead of feeling. Yeah. If that ain't the truth, hell with them feelings. What you think? <laughs> if that ain't the truth. Okay, so some things we dug up real quick. Um. Oh, one of my Patreons said we got the exact same thing. So I am the NF. Excuse me, ENFJ. The giver, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging. What is said about me is that um, I'm often devoting my time to others and neglect my own needs, have the tendency to be too hard on myself, blaming myself when things go wrong and not giving enough credit to when things go right. Because of this, it's important that people with this personality type regularly set aside some time to attend their own needs. Um, they're good at bringing a consistence, a consensus among diverse people. For that reason, they can be outstanding leaders and bring an enthusiasm to a group that can be motivating and inspirational. Which explains why Angel likes to peer pressure people into doing things they don't want to do. It's a consistence. They love it. One common myth about NF, N, ENFJs is that they are always sociable. While they love people, they do need alone time in order to assimilate and organize their thoughts. That is the biggest truth about me. Is that I know you even think I just be wanted to be around people. Sometimes I thoroughly enjoy when I am in my car by myself going to get to do an errand. That is when I do some of my best thinking. Really? Yes. I just assumed anytime you're in the car by yourself, you're talking to somebody on the phone. Nope. Not the case all the time. Not the case. Strengths. and then Most we'll... of the time? Um, and I wouldn't even say most of the time. I will say it ha- does happen a lot because I don't get... Uh... A long time to talk without kids yelling in the back? Yes. Truly. You need a old school to go cruising in. I don't need to cruise. Yeah, I do, do like to get stuff done. So let me talk yeah, about my strengths and my weaknesses. Let me talk about my strengths and my weaknesses before it. we go on <laughs> go on to the last sponsor. Uh strengths. Outgoing, warm hearted, empathetic, wide social circles, encouraging, and organized. Nobody has a wider social uh, circle than Angel. <laughs> weaknesses. Approval seeking. Come on, somebody. Overly sensitive. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. You think I'm overly sensitive? Sometimes. Depending on what it is. I think I'm sensitive to you. Yeah. Indecisive and self-sacrificing. Definitely self-sacrificing. I don't know about indecisive. I don't know about that either. Yeah. Um, And we're going to go into a little bit more of mine because it does have some really good other things. This website is very well-mined. V-E-R-W-L-L-M-I-N-D. We're actually going to do Marcus's on the same uh, website. But uh, it's really good. If you do the Meyer, uh, Brig, Meyer Briggs, Briggs Meyer, 
assessment, this is a great website to break down what exactly this all means. So our last sponsor for this your, episode. Your people that you paired with? Yes. In the same one? Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Our last uh, sponsor for this episode, y'all know it's one of our favorites, and it's Magic Spoon. Y'all know this house is a house that loves cereal. Having mm-hmm. four kids, a husband that loves cereal, a husband that will eat cereal multiple times in a day. Having a healthy cereal for him to eat eat is imperative. As well as for me. Y'all know I'm on my WW and I'm not trying to use up all my points on some cereal. But sometimes I want cereal and Magic Spoon is the cereal that I go to. Um, Let me tell you. There's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Now that so many of you have been asking, you can finally build your very own custom variety box. You can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors including peanut butter and cinnamon. Hey! It tastes amazing. No, we got to try the new, because they're new flavors. Uh. We've got to get them. Um, it tastes amazing and honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And let me tell you right now, if you were to go down your regular grocery store aisle, you're going to be having to eat tree barks and... <laughs> yeah. And, tree um, barks and fish fins. Right. In order to not have all of the stuff that they just named because cereals are usually jam-packed with a bunch of stuff that you really shouldn't be eating not as not as an adult especially you shouldn't yeah. be putting in your child either nah, but shouldn't be putting in your child but they they got time to recover right. we ain't got no we time we ain't got it okay so um this is cereal that's good for the entire family so oh wait a minute i know they love for us to talk about our favorite flavor my favorite flavor is i'm so frosted mm, mm, so frosted Man, give me that blueberry that Until blueberry. I try these new flavors. But that blueberry. That blueberry cuz. On pizzoint. <laughs> you understand? Go to magicspoon.com slash argue. Argue. To build your own custom variety box and try today. And be sure to use our promo code argue. Argue. At checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Just send it to me. I'll buy it from you. <laughs> That's magicspoon.com slash argue. Argue. And use the code argue. Argue. For free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring our podcast. Appreciate it, Magic Spoon. So let me uh, jump to Marcus's page really quickly. Could you? Um. So, Marcus, uh, his top one we said was ESTJ. All right. Oh no, no, Mark. I'm sorry. Before we jump to yours, he brought up something that you all couldn't hear or see. It said some ENFJs, which I am, that are famous ones that you might know. The only one I care about on here is President Barack Obama. I just have to say. I yeah, just, actually don't know about Oh, maybe Bono, but everybody else is like, don't uh-huh. nobody care about the rest of these people. <laughs> How you going to have a character in Pride and They said a, a character. They said Peyton Manning as well. You don't know about Peyton Manning. Um... 
Oh, and they have, what I like about this site is they have tips on interacting with people who are ENFJs. Um, so I think this one is a good one for you to read about me. Okay. So let's jump to Marcus. <laughs> ESTJ. So individuals with this personality type tend to place high value on traditions, rules, and security. Maintaining the status quo is important to ESTJs, and they often become involved in civic duties, government branches, and community organizations. No. Nothing about that in first paragraph is me at all. Security, yes. What? You and your job, yes. You place a high value on that. On a job, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Th- that that's the only part. That's income. Yeah, that's it though. Nothing the security. Else. I don't give a damn about tradition. <laughs> but listen, this is now. Let me tell you, because of their and these people just experienced this in this podcast because of their orthodox approach to life, they can sometimes be seen as rigid, stubborn, and unyielding. Yeah. Their t- I'm a mountain. <laughs> their take charge attitude makes it easy for ESTJs to assume leadership positions. Their self confidence and strong convention- convictions. This is my husband. I don't care where they go after this. They've already described my husband. Help them excel at putting plans into action, but they can s- at times appear critical and overly aggressive, particularly when others people fail to live up to their high standards. People often just do, do what you say you're gonna do, and if you ain't gonna do it, just say you ain't gonna do it. It's work right now, y'all. It's go ahead. People often describe ESTJs as predictable, stable, committed, and practical. They tend to be very frank and honest when it comes to sharing their opinions, which sometimes can be seen as harsh or overly. Oh, shut the hell up! Critical. You and your judging ass. If you could stop cussing so I can monetize no. this video. <laughs> if that did not, there's a profit working on very well. <laughs> Strengths, practical, realistic, dependable, self-confident, hardworking, traditional, strong leadership skills. The traditional thing just throwing me off. It is you. All right. Just think about, just think about this. I ain't going to put it all the way out there. Just think about how the world is evolving in some ways. And how you just like, no. Nah. <laughs> that ain't just me. <laughs> You're traditional or whatever. That's one, that's one on one level. You're the same way. Don't even do that to me. I didn't say I wasn't traditional, but you that's, are. No, that's that. Gary, make me cuss again. That's just ridiculous. Go ahead. Weaknesses. <laughs> Insensitive. Woo-wee. <laughs> Inflexible. Good God. I'm doing this again. I ain't want to do this. Wait, this is the best one. Not good at, at expressing, expressing feelings. feelings. <laughs> Welcome to being a man. <laughs> no, that don't try to call that a man. Traditional. There are people who are like this that are women. You and far between. Yeah, that's true too. And I like and, y'all women. You ain't got. And there's some men that feelings. are not like this. Argumentative. The name of our podcast yeah. is called. Is this going to cause an argument for a reason? And bossy. We were having a hilarious time laughing at the way Marcus works with uh, photographers. <laughs> Man, look. No. Hold up. <laughs> Y'all, I can't stand taking pictures. <laughs> I can take two, maybe three pictures. But it just... I, just catch me in the moment. Just take some pictures of me and be like, hey, I took these of you. Cool. I don't pose. 
I, a lot of men don't do that. They don't pose. I ain't not going to change it up. You be like, all right, we're going to take a picture. You can speed through 10,000 pictures that women like to take with a man, and the woman is constantly moving. It looks like the man is on pause, and the woman's just moving. That's, that's what it looks like if you're watching. One hand is moving, the other one ain't, because she's moving and changing her head and smiling and laughing and all that crap. I hate doing this. So we got a photographer that we use, and this man will really, literally take... That's the picture. And Angel's moving. And then he got to look through his options. I'm like, just snap some pictures and give yourself options. Why? What's taking you so? We was taking pictures recently with, with our homie Josh. Josh was. I'm like, yes. He said, that just gives me more options. You got dang right, Josh. It gives you options. Keep snapping. The other photographer, I'm like, why aren't you snapping right now? Snap. He's what? like, if you ain't going to move, why do I need to take more pictures? Because you're moving. <laughs> If I heard, that may, I, I might just start talking, you know, a little bit of hand movement, and one of them might be the perfect little, oh, that's perfect right there. Mm. No, can't get that out of the other one. Yeah. So, yeah, it pisses me off. Photographers, if you out there, you take pictures of people, just give yourself options. Just take the goddamn picture and pick the best one out the frame. I know y'all feel me out there. Our wedding day, I literally stopped. I have friends to this day that are mad at me because I didn't take a picture with them on our wedding day because they approached me after the reception and I'm like I'm not taking no more damn pictures they was like Marcus just one more no I walked away from Angel and the photographer we done yeah we done I'm going back to have me a drink can't do it y'all the only thing I hate more than taking pictures is taking pictures of people no yeah when people be like can your husband take a picture no don't don't ask him I'm like we're gonna do the selfie that's what we're gonna do cause then it turns into Take my phone. Take my phone. I'll take one picture and this person, whoever phone this is, share it with the rest of you. That. Especially with a group of women. Let me see. Oh, no. Take another kiss. My. Yes, I'm so. grumpy. You heard what they said. Unflexible. Inflexible. Go on to rigid. the next one. You're rigid. You are like. Darth Vader. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to see. <laughs> Some ESTJs you might know is Darth Vader. Yeah, the rest of them may know. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson. I want to, uh, what's the women, what's your career path? Potential careers, police officer, military judge, politician, teacher. Yeah. None of that. School administrator, business manager, accountant, banker. Literally none of those. Whatever Relationships. This is what I really want. To, to read. This is for me to you. All right. It says ESTJs are dependable and take their commitment seriously. Once they have dedicated themselves to a relationship, they will stay true to it for life. They tend to avoid emotions and feelings, which can be difficult for their partners at times. While they may not express how they feel through words, remember they often convey their emotions through actions. You're welcome. <laughs> print that out and remember. I was about to say, Mark is going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> I ain't about to talk about it. Read about it. Yeah. That's all you're getting. Um, Actions speak louder than words. You hear it all the time. That's what... That, but you know what? I don't feel like that statement's always true. It's always true. No, I don't think they so. They said it right here on the website. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it is hard to be in a relationship with the ESTJ if you are wanting to know how they're feeling. That is a difficult to do. It's a difficult thing to do. Um, but... Uh, it is a part of his personality and I know and I am fully aware let me read the relationship part and then we'll close out Uh, the relationship part from him to me is 
ENFJs are so sensitive to feelings of others. Your happiness is critical to your partner's happiness. Remember that your partner may even put their own needs last in order to ensure that your needs are met. Let your ENFJ partner know how much you appreciate all the support and care they offer and be willing to provide the same support in return. Woo! Even if he or she struggles to ask for help. True or not? Nah. You don't do nothing right <laughs> Unsarcastically, true or not? Yeah. These are good. These are good. This very well mind, I really suggest if you decide to take the Meyer Briggs type indicator um, test, that you should really look at uh, this website because I feel like they give really good insight. Only thing that I. This is, this is like. This is the only thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll leave it alone. Only thing about these, they're really good. They kind of give you more insight, but it more so speaks to just needing therapy. Because there's only so much you can look into yeah. this. In- you can read this and know it, but until you got a professional guiding you on how to... You can learn it about yourself and know it, but until you have somebody guiding you through on how to act on those things that you may need to fix, it's just a sentence that you read. Yeah. So, that's just all I'm seeing is like, okay... All right, this is accurate. People understand there is somebody out there that understands how I operate. Mm-hmm. Now, how can I be more efficient in certain things? Same thing. There's somebody who understands how you operate and how can they help you achieve the things that you're trying to in life and prevent you from falling in some of the pitfalls that are typical of someone who's like you. Yeah. So, um, you guys, the Chop name of my this... Son's arm is- Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, really. The name again of this website where we um they broke down the Meyer Briggs uh is called Very Well Mind. M I N D. I just found it today and I thought it was great. And I'm sure they have other uh other test breakdowns. Um I just that's the only one that I looked at, so go ahead and check them out and see what else they might have. This is it's a really good website. So, you guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast today. We're hoping to end the season with some fun. Yeah. Um we're gonna fun. have some guests. We're yeah. gonna have already I have two people agreed. We have um Farron and to hear more agreed to be guests as well as JT and Nene from the Pillow Talk podcast and we're going to do some fun games with them. Some that'll be fun, lighthearted. You won't have to talk about your feelings. Talking about I'm inflexible. I did this again, y'all. I didn't want to do this again. Did you do it? I did it. You see, I did it. You did. I took it. another test. I said I ain't you taking no a- more goddamn tests. You did take the test. Yes, you did. You see? did. Even us Vaders can yes. bend and flex. You know he was the wasn't he the antagonist of the movie? Darth no, Vader. He wasn't. He wasn't the no. antagonist. Who was? It was the people before him. You know he just <laughs> fell victim. Oh, okay. To <laughs> what was done to him in the past? It would have wasn't on him. It was a Sith Lord or whoever. Uh, don't look any Star Wars. Don't even don't at me. All right. <laughs> look at know. you, better. <laughs> yeah, y'all see you at the times. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> like, I'm flexible. Yeah. Don't at me about it, huh? I just want to be funny. I want to have a fun podcast again, y'all. Y'all know I'm not into the whole 
figuring out the personalities and watching that. Angela is, is not, like, as she said, she's not an expert at personalities and no. psychology. She's just an expert at me. I am. Um, yeah, she is. Mm. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, he's, I don't like doing these, y'all. Thank you for participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Again, thank you to our sponsors, StoryWorth, Usual Wines, and Magic Spoon. Make sure you all check them out. I'll be living, leaving excuse me, their links in the description of the video as well as in the description of the podcast. Please like and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching it or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever mm-hmm. the heck you're listening to us at. Follow Hold on. Me. Before we get up off here. Like his video. So that is right to our Patreon. Our Patreon watching right now. What y'all doing? Y'all forgot to hit that thumbs up. Um, hit it. There you go. Watch, there you go. If you're watching this currently on YouTube as well, when this actually uploads and goes live, you can also like yeah, the somebody, video. Somebody said, Marcus, don't be aphysifisifisis. <laughs> I'm taking another test. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, uh, was about to say you can join our patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash that chick angel you can also get marcus's amazing beard and body butter man shit on manshit.com that is m-a-n-s-h-y-t he's actually cooking up a new batch and he's working on a new formula that you should hopefully be able to get for the holidays but don't hold us to it yet which will be scented because currently scented, yeah. uh, his current original is unscented. The only smell you get from it is it's a natural, natural smell yeah. of the butters and oils that are in it. And but, also uh, launching in, oh my gosh, launching potentially at the end of this week is my oh, yeah. box. Her box. Mama Likes, which will be introducing a new product from my husband's man shit a line called... Queen Queen shit. shit. So, Jesus, I am so (laughs) nervous. It's a lot of work that's got to be done. It's a lot of work. We're putting it together. We're getting the packaging together. We're getting the logo. I just put my assistant on finding somebody to uh, be able to turn the logo over in 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, if you haven't already, go to shopmamalikes.com. And put in your email address so you can be notified when the site goes live and when the boxes are on sale. Is that it? Is that everything? That's it. Family, y'all been asking for it. That queen shit is coming. It's coming, y'all. About to be fire. Uh, And you won't be able to get it outside of the box until the boxes are gone. Then you'll be able to order it separately on the website. So you'll be the alpha testers if you get the box you'll get the first well, it's gonna be tested in house first i of mean we yes. do test on animals meaning ourselves <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be getting the original scent is what we're saying if it comes out in other variations uh afterwards we'll see we don't know you know what i'm saying all right guys we love you y'all be blessed y'all have a good one family bye